Hey River Vixens, it's Ryan. And Sam. We are here discussing episode 24, The Wrestler. And we are here today with one of my favorite people in the world. She's an it girl here in New York and other parts <laughs> of the world as well. She's about to be a bride. Woo! Yes. And she's also a Riverdale aficionado. It's Virginia Ash. Hi, guys. We're excited to be here. We're excited to have you. We're so excited to have you. I have to share, Virginia walked into the apartment, uh, or came into the uh, Riverdish loft tonight, and she said, you're giving me some KJ Abba vibes. And I said, oh, that's it. Favorite guest ever. (laughs) Yes. So it it happens. Uh, But really, Ryan does look like KJ Abba. I can see it a little bit. Yes. I Sam, like that's the nicest thing you've ever hair. said to me. But I'm, I'm not, I don't mean it. But you could dye your hair red and then maybe it would, Maybe. You know, I wish I, I had the accent. Yeah, we could just fake it. Okay, Virginia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell well, the viewers. Well, um, literally, it's from Colombia. I've been an Archie Comics fan since I was a baby. I would buy them in Miami in the groceries. Um, I was obsessed with Betty. I was always team Betty. Um, I like me a blonde. <laughs> Understood. And um, I'm excited to be here. I met Sam when we were both working at CAA and doing the mailroom, or not doing the mailroom shift. Yeah, and we fell in love. And we and had the we same hair colorist and the same hair guy. Yeah, we were basically twins. Yeah, so. we kind of were. <laughs> People didn't like, tell us apart from the back. Exactly. They're like, Sam, Virginia. We're like, no. You had to be there, guys. But that's what happened. And when is the wedding coming up? It's coming up in two weeks. In so Columbia. exciting. Yeah. Oh my god. And I'm gonna miss Riverdale for like two weeks. Oh my god. Wait, delay the wedding. I know. Just <laughs> do it a day late. Like, just. <laughs> oh my god. And Sam is going. Wait, are you gonna miss I'm a gonna... Thursday? No, I'm leaving on a Friday. Okay. I'm literally perfect. back and then I'm leaving again, but I'm back the two Thursdays we have our podcast. Perfect. Intentionally. That's commitment. Ryan okay. and I realized you're getting married, so now you're dealing with commitment in like the mature right way. Mm-hmm. This podcast, season two is the first real thing Ryan and I have ever committed to. That's well, a beautiful thing. Yeah. We real- Season one else. was a lesson of like, we couldn't get through 13 episodes. So I think it was the gauntlet was laid and we're ready to do it now. Yeah. We really, this is like the most serious relationship we've ever been in. <laughs> so welcome <laughs> well, everyone. We're happy Thank you're you. joining us <laughs> on this journey. Save the date. So this episode, you guys, it was called The Wrestler. And I got to say, have you guys ever seen the movie The Wrestler? You know, I don't think I have. Who directed it? It's like that Wasn't guy. Wasn't that, was that, um, oh my God. Was Mark Wahlberg in it? Yeah. Or Christian Bale? Yeah. One of them. <laughs> I don't know which one. They look the same to me. Who was the it woman It was Mark in Wahlberg. It? it was Mark Wahlberg and I don't know if he was the important one. The wrestler. Okay. But I'm saying this because what's interesting is a lot of the episodes this season have been named after like big movies or movies that like thematically kind of fit with the episode. And this one, I saw that movie a while ago, but there were little things like Mark Consuelos, nicknamed Ram, that was like who the guy in the wrestler was based on. So they were like, I little... said Ram, oh honey. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Consuelos. <laughs> so there were little homages to it, which Riverdale keeps doing, and I thought that was a cute little Easter egg. And Veronica's reference to Foxcatcher was yes. amazing. Yes. Mm. I, like, mean, I love that these Riverdale kids are just like so on their Oscar winning movies. Oh my God. It's amazing. Like the pop culture references that are just dropped in the show. So good. The wrestling so good. scenes in this episode, oh, they got to me. They know their audience. There's, first of all, at first I was offended because they were wearing shirts under their singlets, which was like, A, that's homophobic. 
But then by the by the like the final wrestling scene, they had taken the shirts off, and I was like, now we're playing. Oh my god! You know, this is this is how it should be. Did you guys ever wrestle or like watch wrestling? No, no, but I was shooketh. <laughs> I, don't I think... was shooketh with the bodies on these boys. I mean, Kevin Keller. Kevin Keller. You look like a dominating snack. KJ. Dominating. Also, I love that they did that because I was like, oh yeah, Kevin Keller. Like, you got this. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. And his daddy. I know. On the sidelines clapping. That was, was really. Like, you go, Kevin. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was. Mark Consuelos, like, meanwhile, was like, hmm. <laughs> well, the way they like set up the wrestling, I was just like, okay. Because Archie's trying to impress Veronica. Mm-hmm. The agents like get close to her dad. I don't know what's happening with the show. Yeah, it. so our fi- like our maybe fake FBI agent says to Archie, goes, I needed to be closer to um, Hiram. And so Archie goes to Veronica, says, do you have any ideas? She goes, well, he loves wrestling. Because he has that shirtless photo in the trophy box at school. Mark and Soylas can get it. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I love him, but I'm way more an FP fan. Really? I love okay. Steve Ulrich. I, I like the like edgy, kind of grimy look that he has going on, and I missed him this episode. You like him, mm. and you like Jughead. That's in the family. Know, we just were in okay. the You like the dark? Ooh. I'm a surfing at heart, I guess. Oh, I like that. I have like Virginia. Betty. I have a dark Virginia type. Oh my god. Yeah. A little this is so there. true. Mm-hmm. You are dark Betty. Yeah. And I know you. Oh my god. Holy I shit. That. Oh my, I'm like Ethel. Anyway. Anyway, in um in middle school I had to take a wrestling semester. What? It was very bizarre and in hindsight I wonder I wonder if they still do it. It was totally like sexist and weird in like I think it was seventh grade, the girls, and I'm not even kidding you, went and they learned how to knit. And the boys all the boys had a wrestling unit where they like learned to wrestle in gym. And as a closeted little gay boy in middle school, it was such a confusing semester for me. Oh my God. Were you good at wrestling? No, I don't think so. I liked, you know, I let people pin me down. (laughs) But, you know, seventh grade, I get an erection at, you know, a, a slight breeze. Oh my god. So now you have and and I remember clearly like you stood on a mat and the guys circled to you. So like if you weren't into one, like another one was coming down the road. <laughs> Don't you and worry, I didn't, honey. I didn't mean to make this like a therapy session, but now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like maybe that's where my issues lie. Honestly, maybe. Like I just know another one's come to the mat. Oh my god, this like actually like defines your whole life. Yeah. This is therapy. But it was, it is a bizarre thing because it's just guys on top of each other, yeah. like quite literally just rolling around in the ground. That is a little homoerotic. It actually. is, right? Yeah. My only experience with wrestling, um, first of all, like my high school, like ex love, like wanted to be a professional wrestler. So there was that. And he was like the scrawniest little like pipsqueak. And then in middle school, I remember when it rained and we couldn't have like recreation outside, we would sit in the wrestling gym and they were like wrestling mats. And that's, I remember sitting there, like in a circle of girls, and that's where I learned all the bases, like the sexual bases, on the oh, wrestling mats. Mm. So I always have a fond spot in my heart about wrestling. There's a that. theme, though. Yeah. Oh my, this is yeah. a very, well, it's a very sexual sport. Yeah. So would guys wrestle? Like, was... No, 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 we just sat there on the mats. They were squishy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like wrestling in Long Island. Yeah, there was no wrestling there. There was, like, the wrestling team, but, like, nobody could actually wrestle. 
I don't know. Did your school in Miami have that? No, I mean, and then I grew up in Puerto Rico my second half of my life, and there was definitely no wrestling no. there. <laughs> there was capoeira later on. Which... Oh my god, another story. I had to take capoeira in college. Really? Why yes. did they make you take these things? You know what? Again, my life is making more and more sense as I sit here during this very podcast. Um, but I was awful at it. It just wasn't, you had to like, you, you really, as you, you know, like dance. you have to like be close to the ground and yeah. uh, say all these like Brazilian words. Right. My teacher though, thankfully no one else in my class was into it. We're like, why are we taking this? Uh, so he scrapped it midway through the semester. He goes, you know what? I'm working on this play about capoeira. Let's just do that instead. <laughs> so... It was a bunch of white kids at NYU Tisch doing a play about the history of capoeira, which involves, like, it started as Brazilian slaves learning how to fight, but not showing their masters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but But, (laughs) But Puerto Ricans are really into it for some weird reason. (laughs) Yeah, but it, it was a way to, like, hide learning how to fight to people. So the play was all about that. So like it opened with me working in a sugarcane field. And when we first started, I just started crying laughing because I'm like, this is the most offensive thing I've ever been a part of. (laughs) And we had a girl come in who uh, was understudying Nessa Rose in Wicked. This was the one girl that this capoeira teacher knew who had a musical theater connection. So we said, perfect, I'm doing this play. She'll come in and like watch it. And we finished our play and she goes, you guys are acting students? And we go, yes. She goes, that was one of the worst things I've ever oh seen. I can't understand you so much deeper as a person because of these anecdotes from your life. Yeah. So thank you, Riverdale, for that. Truly. Anyway, I loved the moment when uh, Hiram comes in the second time to practice and he goes, I want to teach you guys a fireman carry. And he goes, any volunteers? And Kevin Keller just reaches up his arm the highest it can go. He wants it so badly. And of course he picks Archie and pins him down in what will haunt my dreams for ages. Kevin Keller had a great line also about Archie um, when he tackled him in the beginning. He's like, yeah, even a seven, someone who looks like a 70s porn star, like... Yes. Could get pinned down like that. Yes, I wrote that in my notes yes. last night when I was incoherent. Seventies <laughs> porn star. Yes, <laughs> I, he does look like that. Oh my god! And I do like that. This is the one sport Archie's not good at. Oh, I know. Right? It kind of makes him like more endearing. Like, it does. I don't really understand him these past couple of episodes. Like, he loves Veronica, or so he thinks so in his like puppy dog type of brain because he's like so puppy dog. And then, like, he lies to her straight up, like, trying to infiltrate her family business. Yeah. Do you think... I know he's trying to get protection for her and all, but, like, still, it's a blatant lie, and he's, like, going about the relationship in this lie. And that brings up a good question, because I... feel like, what the... WTF, Archie? Like, right. And who are you? Out of this little circle right now, like, you're, like, the one that knows the most about love. So, uh-huh. at the end of the episode... <laughs> obviously. So, at the end of the episode, when Archie, Hiram... Literally, Archie is now good at wrestling. So Hiram's like, all right, I guess I like you for now, as long as you're good to my daughter. And he kind of teams up in a kind of apprenticeship, internship type of thing with Hiram. But it's unclear if he's doing this because of the special agent who asked him to get close to Hiram or because he wants to. What do you think it is? I thought it was because of the special agent. I don't think that him ignoring his call meant that he wasn't into it anymore. Okay. 
Mm. Now, the question is, will he get into it as he, like, starts gaining right. power and, like, more knowledge? I just think you can't count on Archie for, like, anything coherent. He's no. so, like, wishy-washy puppy. Like, maybe he does feel flattered that Hiram, you know, picked him to be his, like, to be, like, his mentee. Right. Who I knows? Like, I, I think... He- he was flattered. Like, I think he's so into Veronica that, like, I don't think he was really thinking... I don't think he's smart enough to think about the special agent. Like, he's not thinking that far ahead. (laughs) I will say this entire episode, I was really ready for the moment where Hiram reveals that he was onto Archie working with a special agent. Because Hiram's too smart. Like, he... Maybe he still does know and that's why he's keeping him close. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just ready for that. Yeah, I was ready for the reveal this episode. Yeah. Like, I thought when he was, like, pinned down, he would be like, what's with this... What's with this FBI agent? Or, like, when they went on the run, I was like, oh, he's gonna bring him to a field and be like, listen, dude, I'm not dumb. Like, I know you're trying to squeal on me to this FBI guy. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Um, but that didn't happen. So we'll see if that comes down could. the road. Yeah. Because I think Hiram's too smart. Hiram did have some great lines, though, this week uh-huh. about Archie's wrestling, which brings us to our... Ooh, Ooh that's, that's sticky. sticky. Ooh, that's sticky. sexual performance based on his wrestling skills which is kind of uncomfortable for your parents to say okay but not as uncomfortable as the full up makeout session they had in front of him like, and Veronica's like look, look how sexy he looks in front of her so dad weird. I was like what my dad would have a cor- actually my dad doesn't count he's, he's weird too my mom would have a coronary <laughs> my mom would freak out if that happened in front of her it's just bizarre it is bizarre it was such a fun power play though mm-hmm. like I do give props to Archie for that of like Oh, you want to mess with me? Like, watch this. That's true. But still, like, there's a line. But, I mean, I guess there's not in Riverdale, because here we are now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there there is none. But what was interesting um, was, it's called The Wrestler, this episode. It does center around wrestling. Mm -hmm. But I think that, and Emily pointed this out in her recap on an L, and it's cool because it's like, there are battles between a lot of different characters. So it's Hiram and Archie. It's also... Cheek versus Hal. Oh my god, Chick. Chick. I call him Cheek. <laughs> you know, I thought his name was Cheek for a very long time, like before I got on the show. I know. I was like, Cheek is coming. <laughs> you just can't break it. I still call him Cheek. Cheek to Cheek. Cheek is hot. Oh my oh, yeah. god. Right? Like he's Daddy. Like, Daddy. But Chick is my favorite. Yeah. I He trumps FP and... Oh. Oh. Mm. I just... I love a guy who kind of looks like... And Ian, my fiance, does not look kind of like this, but... Like, kind of, like, heroin chic, you know what I mean? And I'm not condoning the use of heroin, but he has, like, that, like, 90s, like, gaunt look that I'm really into. No, I'm into it. Oh, Virginia, this is why we're friends. (laughs) I completely agree, and it's, like, I like when they look, like, kind of sick, but, like, you think they're evil, because you're, like, oh, like, 
there's something bad about you. Yeah. But like you don't know. Also, his real life name is Hart Daniel. He's so hot. Oh, he's he's really hot in real life. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. In and he's life. cool in real life. Yeah. And on the show. You guys need to have him on the podcast. Hart. 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 Space for you. Come you on. Have our hearts. <laughs> you really uh, do. One of my favorite parts of this episode was Kevin looking at the photo and being like, oh, your brother's hot. And then later on realizing, he goes like, oh, God, I knew I knew his face. Of course. Like, he's a cam boy. A cam boy. <laughs> Which reveals a lot about, first of all, Kevin is in Pops, like, looking at the cam boy site. I'm like, all right, good for you. Like, doing that publicly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and good for a chick. Good for a chick. You know he's what? doing what he has to do to get by. He owns it, too. He does. Yeah. He's not embarrassed by it at all. No, no, no. Yeah. He's doing what it takes. Yeah. Also, Have you guys ever considered camming? Well, I love Chat Roulette. I didn't know that was like, still a thing after Chat Roulette. Right. Like, like, I, I mean, like... Chat Roulette was so much fun. But I never thought that that was like a lucrative career. Is it? It could, it could be quite lucrative. I've thought about it. How so? That's like, it's honestly, I think one of the things holding me back and like getting it? in better shape. Oh, really? But they I think, can't see you, right? You're on a camera, so it's like, can you well, can you describe it quickly? Well, I don't think you have to show face. <laughs> yeah, so tell us what Some goes people into. do. Yeah. You know what, guys? I don't, I'm, listen, I'm well, not an, it. I'm not an expert. You know what but, you do? Maybe. Um, but oh, I don't no, think, I, if I, I had a six hobby. pack, I think I would. No, I wouldn't. But I'm really poor right now, you guys. So you can Venmo me. Or <laughs> just like tell Sponsors people to listen to this podcast. Ryan. Sponsors in the building. But, um. I'm their publicist. <laughs> she is our publicist. Yeah. The closest I think I got was, um, I thought I was going to be a Periscope star for a while. Oh. Remember when Periscope first came out? Yes. Yeah. And I, dr- yeah, exactly three days. <laughs> Like, the first day I found out about it, I downloaded it, and I had a full um, bottle of rosé, and I went on Periscope, and I started singing songs that people requested, like, karaoke style. This is, like, makes me sound really sad. But, you guys, I had, like, 5,000 viewers in that one moment, and you get that bit of adrenaline rush. So imagine that with your clothes off. Well, I couldn't do that. That's cowboy. That's what you want to do. Exactly. No, I'm not, so I can't judge it. Really but can. I will say, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be the first Periscope star. <laughs> and then it died three days later. It died. I don't know. And now I, I have a podcast. Well, just keep trying. a close second, honestly. Yeah, no one has to look at me here. I can't for the best, honestly, in my case. I only look good on podcasts or in the dark. That's you guys have sexy voices, true. and that's what really? keeps the viewers or yeah, the listeners. Yeah, it's hard to sound like favorite guest right friend. here. Yeah, Virginia, <laughs> yeah. honestly, like, you're you just... working PR. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, okay, but the biggest thing about the Coopers is Hal. Clearly not being the father of... LVP. Chick. No. He's like, such a loser. It's Virginia, who do you think is Chick's father? FP Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Alice have so much sexual attention. Right, and this was the first episode where Alice was actually, like, bitchy to Hal, because he sucks. He does. And he was very much like, you're sleeping in my daughter's bed, like, you're doing this, and... It was very evident, like, they should have just said, like, I am not your father. Like, opposite Star Wars, like, reverse Darth. Because, like, it's very clearly laid out that you're just like, come on. But it's interesting because that kind of lays them in a situation, like, the blossom poly mm-hmm. relationship, you know? Like, where it's oh, a little yeah. bit incestual for Betty to go out with Jughead. I know they're not related, but technically they're still, like, if they're going to have share a brother. Or I didn't a even think about that. brother 
it's pretty weird. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I think this like this town is just like incestuous. That's what yeah. we've kind like of like. Barnabas Blossom just started. <laughs> okay, first of all, Pickens Day. I kept hearing. I'm like getting ready and watching the show, and I like keep listening. And I thought Pickens Day was Pickle Day. If you don't live in New York, the Lower East Side has this thing every year called Pickle Day, and like. I don't know. Last year, I had, like, surgery on my ears because my hoop earring ripped out at a concert. So, I, like, I was on painkillers, and I was like, wow, pickle day is amazing. And this year, I had a weed cookie for the first time in my life, and I ate the whole thing, and pickle day was the worst day of my life. So, I kept thinking, I really kept thinking they were saying pickle day, and I, I swear to God, I know what PTSD is now because I felt, like, ill during this episode because I was like, oh, my God, they have pickle day in Riverdale, too. Dad, I hope you're not listening to this, but you did this too when you're growing up, so whatever. But, like, I literally thought they were saying that, and I couldn't even, like, pay attention to the Barnabas storyline because of that. Yeah. Do you know the other day I was talking to my dad, and um, someone mentioned me, like, running for office or something, and then he goes, I don't know, he reveals a lot on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so is yeah. your dad listening right now? Maybe. Hi, Dad. Hey. <laughs> hey. I don't know, but the whole like you know, the Barnabas, Sodale, the entire that storyline, mm-hmm. which was kinda like again in fighting terms, it was Jughead versus the man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically, he became very like woke. Because <laughs> so the entire town was celebrating uh, General Augustus Pickens, who was really the the founder of Riverdale, but we found out before the people that we know in Riverdale came about, uh, as Cheryl so gracefully said, where maple trees grow taller than the grandest cathedrals of Europe. Yes. Uh, we discovered that there was the Ukatana tribe <laughs> who were there until General Pickens came in and killed 400 innocent people. It's a very on, it's, it's really uh, on topic right now. Yeah. I remember when uh, I went into Whole Foods the other day in Columbus Circle, and uh, there were police there because people were going to tear down Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I have a Charlie horse right now. Oh. <laughs> we're sitting on the floor, and I'm like giving a face. We have an artist here in the loft yet, you guys. The clubhouse. The river clubhouse. We need a name for this space. What should it be? Oh the shed. The river oh shed. God, this hurts. Ooh, the river. Can you relax, please? This is not a place for your pain. Just keep talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like the river shed. Yeah, that's pretty good. No, but back to. I mean, they're just so on point with the pop culture references and also the current events. Like yes. Not just that, but it also gave me like a lot of like Confederate, um, you know, Confederate statue protest vibes. Yes. And that's really awesome of them, I feel like, to tackle. And they did it really well. And I like that Jug was reprimanded by Tony. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, this is the first episode where I was like, wait, I respect this bitch. Because she... It's not your story to tell. It's not a story to tell. And I got like a lot of Hamilton vibes where it was like, the Reynolds pamphlet. And he's like, (laughs) your grandpa did this, but he's a weak man. Who lives, who dies, who tells his story? Not you. That's literally what I heard. Yeah. But it was cool. It was cool to see that development of her character. And I think that Jughead kind of, um, I mean, he respects her and he thinks that she's cool. And I think that she is doing something interesting. And it was also, I think, notable that Cheryl sided with them. Yeah. You know, to be dramatic and make a statement, obviously. Start up a, a nice romance, maybe, between those two. Yeah. I'm waiting for she, Cheryl's she joins moment. the cheerleading squad. 
Really? Oh, I saw okay. a spoiler pit. Ooh. Ooh I, I see that. I could see that. I do love how Jughead has rejoined the school newspaper. And we have that little scene with Betty, who Kevin Keller also now has a gossip column. Oh, yeah. Uh, to take up space that was left by Jughead's reporting. But then Jughead comes to Betty with his story, and it was very the, the post. Oh. You know, he was like Tom Hanks to Meryl Streep. And she goes, yes, run it. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Run it. Run it. Go for it. And sure enough, because they knew they were going to get backlash from Hiram Lodge. And they did. But, but they Hiram ran the story. Cl- Hiram was very cool at the protest. He was like, oh, look, free speech, goody. Here's the thing. Slick, Rick. Couldn't this mm-hmm. all be solved by him adding, like, a bench for the Uxatana tribe in Sodale? I was ready for him to be good, because he got up in front of everyone who was like, listen, how beautiful is this, that this can happen, and we're all one, this is us all being one Riverdale. Um, I think he could have just, like, been like, when I build my development, I'm going to add a statue or something. And then, like, problem solved. Yeah, but Hiram would never do that. If he was smart, he would. He is smart. And I think Sodale's, like, his baby, his project. And I think he just wants control. What, what harm does having a little plaque on a bench that says, you're lied to Uxatana people? No, I'm not a lodge. <laughs> That's the best line of this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a lodge. But clearly they care about this stuff. So, I don't know. Also, guys, an aside doesn't really relate to this topic in the show. But I'm sh- I forgot that Mayor McCoy's name is Sierra. I wish I was like, Sierra. I know this beat is yeah. automatic. I literally, she's like, "Want me to talk to Sierra?" I'm like, "Wait, the fuck are, you, is Sierra? are you sure it was Sierra?" Positive. Yeah, it's Sierra McCoy. Okay. Shocked, right? Yeah. No, I remember them mentioning it, but I don't remember it being Sierra. It's Sierra. Okay. I also really liked her this episode. I did too. She's cool. Because she has a point. Like, she does. She, she for some reason, is, you know, I mean, because of her own greedy uh, ambitions too, but she's tied to the Lodge family in horrible ways. She doesn't want her daughter to be affected by it, and she's kind of taken aback that they would take advantage of Veronica's naivete and use her as a tool, and... I agree with her. Let's messed up, Miha. Yes. yes. Which brings yes. us to our Miha moment. moment. I love this. <laughs> Miha moment of the week. What's going on in here? Veronica. <clears throat> we were just having some juvenile chest thumping contest? No, not at all, Miha. I, I just asked Archie to come over and plan some one-on-one training. Yes. yes! How do you feel about the use of mija as the sole Spanish word in the show? Um, they need to speak more Spanish. I know. Right, Consuelos, come on. You know how to say more than just mija. And I think the, the mom Spanish is also Latin, too, Yes, no? she is. And Veronica is of Latin descent as well. Mm-hmm. I think she's like Brazilian and something else, no? Yeah, I think not so. not quite sure. She's, yeah, something we'll like that. The point is that they can speak something else than Miha. I want them to, like, break out in full Spanish. Like, I would with my mom, even though I primarily spoke English in the household. Like, moms who, like, also... Somebody brought up this really good point in this article I read today about Miha. <laughs> Latin moms, like, coming from, like, having a crazy Latin mom, <laughs> they would not, like, stand half of the things that Veronica has done. She, I mean, Hermione, like, she's, like, very slick, but she does not break out in, like, crazy Latin mom at all. And she should. She should embrace the heritage, break out in crazy Latin mom, and really show what it's all about. Because that's what having mm. Latin mom is about. Shout yeah. out to Chris Ash. Chris Ash. My love. You're crazy. I love you. <laughs> but you're right. Like, 
Veronica gets away with murder. They treat her like an adult, like a peer. And she acts like a peer around them, too. Yeah. Like, there's no parenting. Yeah, she has her mimosas in the morning. Yeah, that's yeah. not Latin. They'd be like, mija, para eso ya. Like, you know? <laughs> but, like, even the way she speaks to them, it's like, like your mother would never allow that. She'd also, like, I love when she said to Sierra, al contraire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, okay, there right. you are. Yeah. And poor little Josie. I feel like she's just, like, a pawn in all of this. Every relationship she has, she's like a pawn. You know. She's going to break out one day and be like, you know, nothing know. of this. And Veronica's a little bit passive-aggressive when she's introducing the band as Veronica and the Pussycats. Yeah. They sang a Union of the Snake. Which she's a little was, on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Like, can we put on that song? I loved how she sang it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, she was great. Can also, did you see that they're doing a musical episode of Riverdale? Yes, Carrie. You yep. Guys, this is, uh, this is really, really big news in Riverdale worlds. You know what? You know we love musicals. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's made for us. And people reached out to us and like, did you guys hear the news? And I was like, what? I felt like something big in the world was happening. And I mean, it was. Not Everybody enough of you, episode. but a lot of, a lot of people a lot did reach out and it was, yes. it was very sweet. One thing good. I wondered in this episode is why Penelope Blossom wouldn't be Mrs. White. To oh. Cheryl's Carrie White. I don't know if that maybe will be a plot point in the future of both Alice and Penelope auditioning for Mrs. White. Ooh. But Penelope is just iconic, period, end of story. Can we shout to, out her eating the apple? Like, oh the my god. The evil apple. The evil apple. And then with Hal. Which mm-hmm. she yeah. propositioned him. And she's. How do you feel about her being a sex worker right now? Ah, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. I don't know how to feel. She owns it, so it's not like, and she does. She clearly likes it. She likes it. Um, I just, I don't know enough about her character to be honest. No, nobody does to to have any opinion on on what she's up to. I want to know more about her character. I hope that now that this like Hal Penelope love story maybe blooms, we'll know more about what her deal is and, and what I think it's in really your happened to her husband because they. They said something last season, like, Cheryl was like, oh, like nobody will really know what happened to Dad or whatever. And I'm like, so what really happened that night that he killed himself? You're uh, right. There's some interesting mm-hmm. yeah, There's some there. unanswered questions yeah. there. Yeah. And I, I do know. think, I think that um, Penelope and Hal, I think this will aid in your man FP getting with... Um, Alice. Alice. How did you forget? I don't know. <laughs> We're not one. great with names on, on Riverdish. Cheek. But that... <laughs> I think that adds to the charm. I think so too, but... Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting, and it's just... I mean, I think that this show's gonna kind of, you know, do a Gossip Girl, and a lot of these teen shows are doing where relationships just shift around and change, and the unexpected happens. Um, there was no mention at all, and there hasn't been the last couple episodes of The Black Hood, again... But I do think that somehow like things are going to end up connecting in the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Black Hood, the Black Hood isn't done, for better That's or worse. That's not done. Dark Betty's emerging again. Yeah, that was, that was sort of big this episode. We learned that th- that's sort of the connection that uh, Chick and Betty will share, is that they both have this dark side. Virginia, you have a dark There's side a in you. There's a dark side in me, <laughs> as deep as the valley. That was good. Thank you. Where is that from? Um, uh, oh my god, shine on me, shine. Um, mm, I, oh, there are it's, listeners yelling in their cars right now. Thank you, Shazam. Uh, the Spitfire Grill. Oh, there oh we my go. God, really? Yeah. All right. 
Okay. Oh, wow. Anyway, obscure, obscure. Thank you. Wait, okay, so um, theories. Where do we think Dark Betty's going to go? And how far will Chick take it? So what is... What is this darkness they keep referring to? Is it just plain dark? Like, um, I have a wild side? I think she is wants to be bad. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, you have dark Virginia. I know. I think that she, honestly, like, she's... Even in the comics, she's perceived as the good girl, the ponytail. Veronica's always, like, the sassy, like, cool one. And I think that Betty, the show's taking a turn, like, putting her in the opposite of what she's usually known as. And it's going to make her, like, dark and kind of wild and bad. And I think that she is going to, like, experiment with, like, drugs or sexuality or like probably not that that's Cheryl's game but like I think she's just gonna like go a bit wild and I think chick will help with that well when if she's wild when will she get with Archie because I'm really pining for that yeah me too it's gonna happen there's already that like I mean they already kissed right and they remember they, they looked at each other and it was like oh like but what like is she gonna make him a little dark I would like that I would like that too I mean I think she's gonna something it's going to happen with her character arc where she takes it too far. And so like, there's going to be consequences. How can the webcam, I mean, did you guys see the scenes to, yes. for the next episode? In the wig. Alice is like, why is it room locked? <laughs> oh, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's back in like the hot tub, dark Betty wig. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it's your alter ego. Betty for Halloween. Oh, oh. Yes. Dark Betty. Dark Betty. <laughs> yes. I mean, a slutty uh, Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> not Riverdale themed but, yeah, but that like, has been decided you love that movie oh my god if you guys haven't seen Paddington 2 you must it's the best review movie in history is this not about the bear <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm Rotten Tomatoes like sorry Lady Bird Lady Bird has 99% Paddington still has 100 I have nothing to say to this no one has disliked Paddington 2 I want to uh, <laughs> what about what well yeah. we while being on the topic of Paddington, uh, I just wanted to shout out uh, past guest uh, Jackson McHenry, uh, who is always pointing out the fact that we never really know what season it is on Riverdale, uh, which was never made more clear than on Pickens Day, when in the park there are all these autumnal leaves on the ground. <laughs> like, the leaves are different colors, it's all on the ground. But we just learned that it was winter because they were practicing for winter sports, basketball, wrestling. Yep. Um, we had the Christmas episode. Yeah. But it's fall so, again, so. Yeah, we live in a little timeless uh, bubble here I kind of like it. Yeah. It's timeless. It's like geography-less. Remember when Archie went to New York in a day and came back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yet it took them like 20 hours to get to Greendale. Yeah, but he <laughs> just like skipped to New York and was back in like 30 minutes. He's like, oh, I'm tired now. Yeah. But we don't know. It exists in a vortex, and we're here for it. Yes. Well, Virginia, where can we follow you online? Oh, well, my Instagram handle is vcash, A-S-H-E. It probably will remain the same after I get married, because I really like the vcash. Yeah, you it's got a it. Good one. It's also hard name? to get other... Yeah. Um, Virginia Ross, which ooh, is still really good. I like it's that, a power too. Name. I know. It's a power name. Yeah. It really but it is. would be hard to get other handles, right? V cross doesn't sound as nice. No, I like V. No. And you yeah. keep v it cash in, money. And you oh Ooh. yeah, and you keep it professionally too. Yeah, can true. Guys, your PR needs, your fashion needs, whatever you want, reach out to Virginia. Follow her; she's the best. Stalk her wedding; it's gonna be amazing. Sam's gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna black out. Just kidding, I won't. I'm gonna take a lot of pictures, <laughs> but um, it's gonna be great. <laughs> follow it, Sam Gold with two D's. What's the hashtag for your wedding? 
Hashtag we got sitched. We got sitched. Oh, I like that. You know you want to stalk it, so do it. Ryan, where do we follow you? Where all the little boys will? (laughs) You can follow me at Ryan Bloomquist. Um, You can follow the podcast at Riverdish. Email us, riverdishpod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. And uh, we're... Tell us more thoughts about this musical episode coming up. Yeah, and if you uh, have access to any contacts for, like, you know, webcam jobs for Ryan, please let us know. He's considering it. He is. <laughs> yeah, or just follow me and ask. I'm not shy with DMs. <laughs> just sign it. Yeah. And on that note, good night.